Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Broadcasting live with your boy, the Fantasy Executive. Nah, it's not the Fantasy Executive. It's your boy, Chris Venture, the closer here. Fantasy Football Frenzy Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan. Welcome. Goon Squad, what up? What's up? Jim Day, Fantasy Taz. How's it going? It's going, Chris. It's Friday. Uh, you know, it's uh, it'd be nice to have a weekend off for a change, so uh, it's yeah. going. <laughs> yeah, it's going. It's going, you know. Happy it's Friday. You know, I'm ready for baseball. Now, this is a football show. So we're not going to talk a lot of baseball. We'll talk a little baseball. Uh, free agency, still kind of lagging. A couple things happened, but nothing crazy. Um, but this is a football show. So we, we started last night our, uh, our Goon Squad best ball draft with uh, the, the Goon Squad members who made it into this league through another league that we did on MyFantasyLeague.com. And... First couple rounds already done. So we're going to review that also. And uh, we'll break it all down for you. We'll break it all down. We'll tell you how these early drafts are going. Um, we'll start with you, Jim Day. Last night's draft. Anything that stands out to you? You want to start with that? Well, before we get into you know the draft and what might stand out, just a, a few key points for people listening or trying to follow so they understand. First of all, it's a super flex league. Mm-hmm. Um, Second of all, tight ends get a little extra bump in uh, in scoring because I gave them extra points for first downs, right? Um, just to try to get them a little bit more relevant uh, to as opposed to what all the other positions are scoring, right? Um, and let's see what else. I guess that's really it. Uh, Twenty four round best ball. Um, yeah, that's about it. That's you know basically all I need to know. And you know we started off last night at six o'clock, and like you said, we're uh, just about to finish the end of round two. Yep. So not a bad start. Um, not a bad start. Yeah. It's moving a know. little bit. Yeah. It, it, you know, people are obviously wanting to get into it and, and get into the draft, mm-hmm. which is nice. And you know, uh, some some decent picks and some uh, some some, some reaches. players that fell. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so we'll 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 get into all of that a little bit later. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, just to point out though, on that rule with the tight end, it's. There's also a point for every two first downs for any running back, wide receiver, and tight end. Then there's an extra point for the tight end as well for every two first downs, right? Right. I just wanted to make that clear. Uh, they also get an extra half point per reception. So, right. Again, just trying to make more tight ends a little bit more relevant. See, the, when you look at it, when you look at the scoring, um, if, if you don't put any kind of bumps in for tight end, you got the, the top four or five tight ends that make decent scores, but then all the rest of them fall so far below 
that they're not really even worth investing in the draft. So I like to pull their value up just a little bit and get them a, a little higher, more make people think a little bit more about drafting them earlier on. Right, right, right. And, and I'll, I'll bring up what I did. You know, I did something in the first round. I had the last pick, so I had back-to-back picks. But, but we'll bring it up. Um, otherwise, NFL free agency. All right. Yesterday we talked about some quarterbacks, a um, lo- couple of the running backs. But there's a lot. There's a lot of free agents and guys that could make an impact. So here's a guy. That, I, I don't know. I think he's washed, but you might not. You liked him last year, LeGarrette Blunt, Free agent. Not sure where exactly where he's going to go. Do you think he could have an impact at all next year in fantasy? Uh, you know, again, he needs to find the right offense that's going to use him for what he does, and that's score touchdowns. I mean, you know, it was only a couple of years ago he had 18 touchdowns for the Patriots, and, you know, I thought they would try to get him into that kind of, you know, feeling in Detroit. It just never works. So it really depends on where he lands as to whether or not he has any value at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I just think that, uh, you know, his days has p- have passed. Maybe not. He could be of value somewhere in real football, but I don't know about fantasy. I don't think that's going to really happen. Um, some other running backs, we spoke about Jay Ajayi. Le'Veon Bell, we still have to see what happens, you know, as far as um, if he gets traded or not, right? Right. Uh, you have Mike Davis of Seattle. That's in the, uh, one of the guys I'm interested in. Yeah, I'd like to see where he goes, just because you know when they did give him, he did get a shot he did in well. Seattle. He yeah. did well. Yeah, he did real well. Um, I, I'd be really interested in seeing where he ends up going. You know, in, in the best ball league, he's definitely somebody I'll take a shot on late, just for the what if factor. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, if he's on a team where he's getting a timeshare with somebody, which is what is probably going to be the case, uh, he's a pa- good pass catcher, so he helps in PPR. Um, you know, leagues, which is most of the ones we play in. Uh, and I think he could be valuable. I mean, he was valuable when he played last year, like you said. You got Alfred Morris. I think he's done. Jaquiz Rogers. Um, we said Peyton Barber. You got Raheem Morstead, who's a restricted free agent, though. Do you think the 49ers? 49- yeah, he's, he's not going to go anywhere, I don't think. He's staying with the 49ers? Yeah. Uh, you know, usually... Nobody really, nobody's going to give up what they need to give up to get him unrestricted. So I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, plus you're talking about McKinnon being the starting running back there uh, in San Francisco. If healthy. Yeah, exactly. He was hurt the whole year. So you want to have nice backups for him. I'm sure, you know, Morris is gone. (laughs) Right. And you got Brita. So 844-843-6879. Give us a call. Give me an it's your boy. Or... Talk to us about NFL free agency. If you're in the draft, in our draft right now, tell us what you think. Tell us some things that stood out. Give me a call. 844-843-6879. Fantasy Football Frenzy. We actually got Nithin. Nithin on the line. My boy. What's up? Hey, what's up, Chris? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. What's up, Nithin? How you doing? How you doing, man? You, it's only you today? Or? It's me and Jim Day, baby. And next oh, week as up, well. Jim? How you doing? I'm doing hey, good. <laughs> yeah, so uh, real quick, how about them Cowboys? No, no, I'm not Corey. I ain't doing the Cowboy thing. I'm a diehard Giant fan. Can't do it. Sorry. Can't do but, it. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> so this, um, I just want to talk about this uh, thing that's starting up tomorrow, the AFC 
what's it called? AF. AF, right? Yes, and I'm excited to see what uh, what they do tomorrow. Uh, is, do you know if this is televised? Uh, yes, they're all. Yeah, they're on, all going to be televised. Yeah. CBS. Uh, some going to be on TNT. Some going to be on the NFL Network. Some's going to be on CBS Sports Network. Oh. Yeah, they're, they're almost all four. I'm pretty sure all four of the games going to be on TV at some point this weekend. Right, because I think. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I love I love the rules of this league because now they want to have fast paced, high scoring games. I, I think like. So if you get an incomplete pass, for example, the clock will still be running. And uh, so I, I think they want to keep it momentum, like a fast pace. That's what I like, a high-scoring game. I mean, obviously I want to see low-scoring game, but with this type of league, I think I think it's going to be fun to watch entertaining with all the high-scoring and see how they do. Yeah. And uh, what, what, do you, do you guys, what do you guys think about the rules, though, about, uh, with the, the, the rules they put in for that league? Jim? Well, there's only really, you know, a couple of, Real big rule changes, and that mostly has to do with the kicking. There's no kickoffs. Everybody starts at the 25. There's no extra points. You have to do two-point conversions. If you want to do an extra point because of no kickoffs, what you have to do is you get the ball at your own 28. You get one play. You have to make at least 12 yards to keep the football and keep moving. If you don't make 12 yards on that play, you give the ball up to the other team at that spot. Yeah, I like the overtime Oh, and then the, over, the overtime rules, mm-hmm. too, is – you know, each team gets the ball once at the ten yard line or twenty five yard line. Uh, one of them, ten or twenty five. Twenty five would make sense. That's like the college. Yeah. They they get one one, you know, Possession run at it. Each. Whoever scores scores. If they both score, then it goes as a tied game. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I'm excited to see it. And you you know, so the AF you got tomorrow at eight p.m. Mm-hmm. Both two games on at the same time. You got San Diego at San Antonio, Atlanta at Orlando. And then you can watch the other games on Sunday. One's at 4 p.m. Memphis at Birmingham. Birmingham, first ever, I think, me and Steve upstairs were talking about this. First Birmingham pro team ever in any sport? I, I believe that's the case. I don't think there's... Probably. I can't think of any. I can't think of any Alabama. Yeah. Birmingham. Uh, and that's why they come one. out so heavy for Alabama Crimson Tide is because they don't really have anything else. So I'm interested to see... Uh, and this is in, at Birmingham, this game, on Sunday. So yeah. I'm interested to, to see if like, they're going to have a crazy fan base right off the jump. I would think they do because this is their first pro team. And, and they love football. You know they love football. Uh, and then you got 8 p.m. Sunday is Salt Lake City at Arizona. The Hot Shots, who are the favorite. I don't really see why, but um, you know, somebody knows something. And me and Frank were talking about this earlier upstairs. What's interesting about this league is that the the, um, the guys that set the lines, the guys that do all the odds, they don't really know exactly how this is going to play out. They don't really know what's going what's gonna to happen, what's going on. So it's kind of up in the air, and they're saying that it's probably a good idea to get on the betting on this early because we have just as much of an advantage as you know the bookmakers. Um, but at the same time, we don't really know anything about this league about what's going on, what these players are going to do, how they're going to gel together, the chemistry on these teams. So it'll be interesting to see, but I think you could find, uh, I don't know if my bookie has it, but there's places where you can find odds on these games. Um, Nathan, is he still there? Yeah. What's up, Nathan? Yeah. Anything else, my bro? Uh, yeah, yeah. How many, how many minutes uh, do they play in this? How many, how many quarters and how many minutes? Is, is, is it like the NFL style or different? I'm not sure. Jim, do you know? I'm sorry, I missed that. What was that? 
Like how long are the quarters? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, oh, man. Uh, I think I saw something about that. I think they're fairly close to same as NFL, maybe a little bit shorter. Okay. Uh, so a little shorter? It's probably the same. I would think. I don't think it's. Too- uh, I, th- I think I seem to remember that. Ah, man, it was. I, I think the game as a whole is a little bit shorter. I can't remember the specifics. I'll try to look it up, but if I can, but I can't remember the specifics now. But I do think the game as a whole is shorter. Yeah. So it should be interesting. I'm excited to see it. I want to watch the little Denard Robinson, uh, Michael Vick on the sidelines coaching him. So I'm looking forward to Atlanta. Okay. Team. Well, for, first of all, um, Denard Robinson isn't even starting. Wow. Um, and Michael Vick is already out as the offensive coordinator of Atlanta. Already? Already. He didn't even do anything yet. That's not As bad. of last night. <laughs> what, the, what happened? Well, they, oh, they say he's just too busy. He's just too busy. Well, yeah, he does. Start taking dog bets. Uh, uh, I don't know. It's, I think he's right, a good on, guy now. Come on, it can't be now. too soon for that. It's not too soon for that. You're right. It's not too soon for that. But I don't know. I'm a big Michael Vick guy. And ever since he, uh, you know, got over that, that dog thing, I feel like he's been a changed man. How do you know? you know? Do you spend time with him? Well, I watch a lot of uh, his interviews. And then uh, after when he came back and he played again, he seemed like a completely different guy, laid back guy. And he was very apologetic and, uh, you know, spiritual, I guess you could say. He was different. So I give him yeah, the benefit of that. I love that spiritual that. aspect. <laughs> so Mike Vick's no When all else fails, name. go to God. <laughs> go to God. Yeah, that was messed up. That was messed up. Uh, all right. We have, before we get to break, Steve in Massachusetts. My man, Steve. Hey. What's it's good? Boy, Ventura. What's up, man? What's up? What's up? How you doing, bro? I'm doing all right, man. Uh, you, I see that you're filling in for Corey, so that's always good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Corey's doing his thing, um, you know, living life. He hasn't really taken off much, so he deserves it. Football's yeah, over. Him and Michelle went on vacation. Yeah. They, they took a trip no, together. Not, <laughs> I, I think he needs all that time off because the King Scott Angle was beating him in fantasy, so he needed a break. You know yeah, he <laughs> he needed to, to recharge his batteries, reboot. You know what I'm saying? What do you got? Oh, yeah. Hey, so, so you, uh, I, was just, I just listened to you guys say that Mike Davis is going to be a free agent. So how do you think that's going to affect the running game with Seattle? Because they had a three-back commi- uh, committee. Yeah. Going right back onto the Rashad Penny bandwagon or just ride all uh, Chris Carson? I, I personally think that, um, yeah, it's going to be the, the two running backs. I think they're both going to get their fair share opportunity. Uh, obviously, Chris Carson will be the early down workhorse, and uh, he's deserved that. He had a great year, so he definitely deserves it. Uh, and, and Penny will work his way in, probably more as a pass catcher. How do you feel about that, Jim? I figure they're also going to bring in somebody else. They need to have another back on the team as well, just because of Carson's injury history. You need to have somebody else who who can take over if need be. Mm -hmm. So they'll bring somebody else in as well. But it will be Carson doing most of the early work, uh, goal line carries, and Penny will definitely start to see more and more time as time goes on. It's just they need to get him involved. They want to see what they really have in him. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I I agree. I mean, listen, Penny deserves a shot. They drafted him in the first round, so they're not going to just give up on him, you know? Anything else, Steve? He gone. All right, we'll get to Bob in Vermont after the break. Another guy, interesting to me. I like him a lot, to be honest with you. Bilal Powell, free agent. 
Well, you know, the, he, he is a good pass catcher. He's good with the ball in his hands. Uh, give him some free field, and he could definitely make some plays, no doubt about it. Uh, but there's more to it than just that, because even with all those decent qualities on the Jets, there was something they didn't like about him. They were always they were always trying to see if they could go a different route instead of him, and mm-hmm. it always ended up coming back to him because he was still the best option. Right. So it'll be interesting to see if he gets a you know a full place somewhere else. I mean, he's not going to be a bell cow anywhere. No. But he could definitely be a a, com- a very good complimentary back with his skill set. Yeah. No, I agree. Listen, he he could do he could get carries. He's not going to be a bell cow, but he could get carries and he runs well. He's also a great pass catcher. Uh, but you know the Jets have. A pretty damn good pass catcher in um, Young Boy. Not Old Boy, Young Boy. And I forget his name. <laughs> McGuire. McGuire. There you go. Elijah McGuire. Elijah McGuire. Very good so young we, talent. So we got to get Old Boy in round 38. We get. We got Young Boy. Young Boy in what round? Young Boy, we could get probably late. I'm assuming the Jets are going to get a running back, but we'll talk about that. Another running back. Oh, well, you have to. They have they to. They don't have yeah. a choice. Powell's also 30 years old, so he's getting up there. Uh, yeah, but he doesn't we have get a back, lot of wear and tear on his, his legs. <laughs> we got Bob in Vermont coming up next. Fantasy Football Frenzy, baby. You know where it's at. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew calls Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called The IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-215-1727. 800-215-1727. That's 800-215-1727. Keith Irizarry is calling the shots. This guy was running on a Colorado trail, and out of nowhere, a mountain lion came and attacked him. I have always thought, in a moment like that, if this thing came running at me and I see it, I'd be like, ah, no, ah! And then, once it bit me, I think my instincts would kick in and I would uh, be in survival mode. Weekdays, 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern, on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Join the experts live on the air every day by calling in at 844-843-6879 to join the Fantasy Sports Network. Yeah. Let's see those drums, Jim. You know system? 
Let me see Jim. No? No see drumming? Jim doing what? <laughs> drumming? Oh, this no, is I one of my favorite really bands. Listening. Who is this? This is System of a Down. Uh, I know a little bit of them. I don't know a lot, to be honest with you. Great band. Um, had a lot of big hits. Like, early 2000s. You know? They came in uh, with the new... I was really out of new music in the early 2000s. You're very kind classic. Of, the 90s kind of soured me on new music, so I was kind of out of it for a while there. Yeah, yeah. You're a very classic rock more type of guy, you know what I'm saying? Rush, which is... Well, I mean, not metal. only. I, I love soul music. Good R&B is always good. Uh, mm-hmm. Oldies. I, I like a lot of different music. I just... Too, like I said, the 90s just soured me for, for new music. And, you know, 2000s, I kind of just stayed out of it. Uh, I have such a big music collection of all the music I love, so most of the time I'm good with what I have. Yeah, yeah. No, I understand. You can listen to the same songs over and over, I guess. Jim, that's okay. Same songs? <laughs> you listen Chris, to the same have, songs. If you, if you ever want to compare music libraries, let me know, buddy. Oh, I got a big one. <laughs> I, I, well, okay. I was in on the new wave of uh, American heavy metal, big time. When I was My iTunes account has over 220,000 songs on it, and that's not even close to all I have. Well, I, I would hope so. 120 ain't that much. It's a lot, but it ain't 220,000 Oh, 220,000? Okay, you got 220, me beat. 220,000 songs. <laughs> you got me beat. 844-843-6879, Fantasy Studio 34, what up? We got my boy, Bob, in Vermont. BDB. Hey, Chris, how you doing? Hi, Jim Day, how you doing? I'm good. How you doing, Bob? Hey, Chris, you went to college, you said? I did go to college, yes. What college did you go to? I went to the University at Albany. SUNY. Oh, right. That's a good place. That's where the Giants used to train, remember? Yes, I do. Yes, they I do. They don't do that anymore. They're down in uh, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm going down there to see them this year. Albany was okay. You know. It, it was, so for that thing we're doing, you know that thing we're doing right now? The, the draft, yes. Yeah, the draft. We picked. The first pick, they, I have two picks, right? Yes, you you had the ninth pick, and then you had the wraparound, yeah. right? We're, we're done with the second round. We just finished the second round. So why don't you talk about yeah, I was so, wait, who, why you picked the guys uh, you picked? Michael Thomas, was that a good pick? Yes, I think it was a good pick. I mean, personally, uh, I might have yeah. went DeAndre Hopkins there or something like that. Now, I ended up oh, skipping up. I picked uh, Deshaun Watson as quarterback, too. I, see, I like Deshaun Watson. And I know this is a super flex league. So I like that you did that. You pulled them up the board a little bit. I mean, some people might have went Aaron Rodgers there or, or elsewhere, but I don't think it's a bad pick. I don't think I think you're doing yeah, good like so far, him. Bob. He throws good. Hey Bob, you earned uh, your spot in this draft. So you're doing something yeah. right, right? Well, I like football. I know football. No, I know you know your I, stuff. I, well, I, I definitely won that uh challenge against Corey, but he doesn't think so. Are you still mad at Corey? Don't be mad at me. No, I'm not mad at all. All I, right, good. This morning was very quiet. The guys from Florida didn't yell at all on that show this morning. No, I know, I know. Uh, it was very... Joe, and then you're right. He's right in the studio. He yells like, I can't hear myself. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, Gabe I yells, like too. Gabe, Gabe, does he, he yells when uh, he, Corey starts yelling. <laughs> Gabe is cool. Cool. I got you, Bob. I know what you're saying. Jim, you doing good too? No, Bob. I'm doing you're terrible, sick? buddy. Oh. You sick? 
No, no, I was just up all night again. I didn't get to sleep this morning. <laughs> oh, I got depression. He's a little tired. You have depression, Bob? That's not good, Bob. Yes, I got serious depression. when my. It all started when my ex-wife left me and uh, she didn't divorce me. So. Mm, you know, I don't want to be a psychiatrist about it, but listen, try to stay positive. Think positive thoughts. Don't dwell on the negative. Yeah. Things will turn out all right. You know what I mean? Trust right. me, Bob. Trust me. You're doing good in this draft. Yeah. We'll, we'll get back to it, Bob. Um, thanks for calling in. You know, we love you, Bob. Have a good weekend. I hope you enjoy. I'll catch you later. Um, so, yeah, the mock. Well, it's not a mock. It's a real draft. Uh, I want to start going over it right now. Okay, we can go over it right now. Let's do it. Lo- oh, okay. So, Logan F. had the first pick. And my consensus first pick has been Saquon Barkley. And who did Logan F. take? Saquon Barkley with the first pick. Can't fault him there. Um, but the second pick is where it got already off the beaten path. Patty Mahomes goes two overall in the draft. Now, it is a super flex, so sure. I don't think it's a bad pick. What about you? Hey, if he'd have been sitting there at five, he would have been mine. Absolutely. Absolutely. Planning on taking him at five. I mean, I thought I got- he might drop late, later in the first yeah, not the no. Look, it, if you want him, you got to take him there, especially in the super flex. If you want him, he, he's not going to last you a second round pick. So if you're going to, if you want him, you got to take him there. Yeah, no, I, I I commend Fantasy Demon King is the person who took him. Um, I don't know who that is in the chat, but I commend him for that pick. He he pulled him up, but it's an okay thing to do because this is a super flex league, and he is the best quarterback in the league. At three. Parker W. takes Alvin Kamara. Fine with it. Uh, Mission Impossible (laughs) at the fourth pick. Decides to take Ezekiel Elliott. Nothing wrong there. And then Fantasy Taz at the fifth pick. Why don't you do the honors? Hey, look, I get to the fifth pick and Todd Gurley's still there. Staring me in the face. I was like, you know, came down to him and McCaffrey. And look, I went with Gurley. I love those touchdowns. I, you know, he's got plenty of time to either get healthy or get, you know, some uh, some nice psychiatric help, whatever mm-hmm. it takes to get him <laughs> on the right track. Um, it's going to be one or the other. So I expect him to, to, you know, bounce right back into it. So at five, I was loving to get him there. Yeah, I think it's perfectly fine. Like we said, there's five running backs in the top five that I'm okay with at any spot within the top five. Uh, I probably would have went the McCaffrey route, but. McCaffrey goes six anyway to Peter Roll. He takes Christian McCaffrey at six. At seven, another running back, Melvin Gordon at seven. And this is where the draft kind of uh, tapers off a little bit. You know what I'm saying? After this, there isn't really a set uh, way to go. You know, after those top, like, six, if you include Pat Mahomes, Melvin Gordon got taken. What's, and then, all, that, all, that, what's all that noise in the background? I don't know. I don't hear anything. You hear something? Yeah, I'm getting all kinds of stuff going on here. I'm not sure what's going on. Okay, go on. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Um, I don't hear Yeah, it, it. might be. <laughs> uh, so then you got, here's where it really dropped, like something crazy happened. I think the first time somebody really went off the beaten path is Steve L. Is that Steve in Massachusetts? Possibly. Takes. I'm not sure. <laughs> they all changed their team names, and I know. I, yeah. I forget who's who. <laughs> the, the, their names are not the same as it is in the chat. A lot of them. Steve L takes David Johnson with the eighth pick. DJ, I think it's a little too early. What do you well, think? It, it all depends on whether or not you think he's going to bounce back or not. You know, I, look. Um, 
look, the next two, three running backs that were taken after David Johnson were uh, James Conner, um, Mixon, and Chubb. Now, uh, I like Mixon and Conner. Well, actually, I like all three of these guys. But to be honest, I would still take David Johnson all three over all three of them. You know, it, there's still a lot of wor- people worried about Connor, whether or not he can go a full 16 game season. Mm-hmm. I, I like Mixon and in that offense, but with the changes uh, that look to be coming to that offense, I'm you know who knows if that really falls into place. And Chubb, we talk about it all the time, doesn't catch a ton of passes, so mm-hmm. I you know it might be a little early, but he probably wouldn't have got him on the way back. No, uh, yeah, I mean. He might have. You're right. He might have, but, uh, you know, it's especially when you start getting the quarterbacks coming into the mix. Some of these guys fall to you just like I found out for my pick in the second round. Right. Gurley fell to you because Mahomes was taken, but um, I just think. I'm talking about my second round pick. Oh, yeah. We'll get to your second round pick here. (laughs) I don't even know what it is yet. Hold on. Oh, there it is. So uh, he's still on the phone. Why don't we ask him his thoughts on some of these picks? Bob? Who? I don't know. Somebody's on the phone. I hear noises in the back. Somebody on the phone? <laughs> Jason in Wisconsin. <laughs> you got it. I've been here the whole time. Jim's <laughs> the only person who can hear me, huh? <laughs> so you've been listening to Jason the whole time. That's what's been happening. What's up, Jason? Okay, How you I doing? Somebody was there. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Taz. Uh, check it out. So, uh, first of all, shout out to Bob in Vermont. Yep. Yep. So, first of all, shout out to Bob in Vermont. I, I called this morning also and spoke to, uh, spoke, spoke to you guys on, on, on your station here. So I get to, I get to follow Bob twice in, uh, <laughs> twice in one day. I'm, I'm feel pretty Wow, you're, you're getting to be a celebrity all on your own. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, legend in my own mind. So check it out. Um, shout out to Corey Patterson. You know, getting hands and home, drinking a cold light. You know, there you go, right there. Chilling, you know chilling. Right. Yep. All right. You already know, right? Okay. Also, uh, just to change gears just a second here. Yesterday, uh, I didn't get a chance to talk to you guys about uh, about catchers. You're talking about major league catchers and, and, and how rare they are, kind of like tight ends in the fat-wise in the NFL. But as far as major league catchers go, you're going to see such a such a downgrade in them in years to come uh, because, you know, first of all, kids kids are on playing video games and, and, and everything else, and, and nobody wants to play football because of concussions and, and, and people who play baseball, they're going to be bored by it. And then if kids do play baseball – who wants to play catcher? That's the hardest. That's the hardest position on the field. You know? Yeah, it is. But so in future, in future years, in future years to come, you're gonna you're gonna see such a downgrade in a catcher position that it's gonna be it's gonna be absolutely mind blowingly phenomenal because there's nobody you need to be able to have any catchers coming up in you know in, in any level, college, high school, hardly at all. Right. No. No. I, listen. I agree that the catcher position has been like the tight end position in fantasy for baseball. Um, The one thing is, though, I don't know if it's a good thing to say that why would anybody play catcher when they're young? Because I think the catcher and the pitching position are the two easiest positions to make it into the the majors. If you want to go and become a a major league ball player or even just a minor league ball player, you just want to make it somehow to the show— you, you know, catcher and pitcher might be the easiest ways because they're scarce. There's not a lot of good ones. So if you really want to make it and want to perfect something, catcher might be the best position right now because we have, you know, very few good cap- catchers in the league right now. They're all hitting around 200. I used to love playing catcher in Little League. Catcher's fun. You know, you, you, they, couldn't, they couldn't steal until the ball got past the catcher. 
So I used to love to bo- let the ball get past me and then say, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> no, catcher is fun, man. I mean, and you're going to see. I See, I think what happened was in the steroid era, the catchers, there was a lot of catchers just ripping. I mean, everybody was ripping, you know. Everybody was doing a lot better than in any other era. Then that went away, and now you're seeing, like, catchers are just all hitting around 200, 220, whatever, around there. And it's because of that. It's a huge drop-off. The catcher position is a defensive position, like shortstop used to be. Uh, you know, shortstop back in the day, you never really saw good hitting shortstops. It, it, you know, back in the day in the 60s, 70s, you mostly saw defensive shortstops because those are defensive positions. Center field, same thing. Catcher, shortstop, center field, defensive positions. So catcher, it's very hard to find a guy that rips. And if he does rip, most likely they're going to move him to first base or something. I mean, look at Carl Santana. The guy could hit. The guy's a very good batter in general because he's got a great eye and everything. They moved him away from catcher early on in his career. He became oh, yeah, a first just baseman. To, to try and lengthen his career, keep exactly. his knees healthy. They want to lengthen these good hitting catchers' careers, so they move them. So you, it's very rare you're going to see a catcher that's an unbelievable hitter that's, good, that's going to stay a catcher for a long time. Posey did it for a while, but now look, Posey's wearing down already. He's already wearing down. So, uh, you know, I think that's, that's the issue. I hope people play baseball. That would be sad that in America, I know they're playing video games, Fortnite, whatever else. I understand, but... You know, people need to play baseball. Baseball is still America's pastime. You know? We still have uh, Jason on the line? Nope, now he's Jason gone. Drop. All right, <laughs> shout out to Jason. That was a good call. Uh, I like it. I mean, listen, it is what it is with baseball. It's got to become more exciting. We got to figure out a way to make it more exciting. I think you got to sell the players themselves. And Trout's the best player, but he's hard to sell because he's not that marketable right now. Uh, Bryce has it, but Bryce isn't playing like the best player. He's not doing it. So uh, they'll figure it out. Baseball will always survive. It's baseball. There's always a fan base, and the fan base is diehard. There's a diehard fan base that stays forever. They don't leave. I know a lot of them are old-timers, but you'll always have new ones coming in. Because baseball well, is just one yeah, of those that's, sports. A, that's what they're finding. The issue is they're really not getting the new ones coming in. Um, they're the old-timers not drawing are dying them. off, mm-hmm. and then they're not getting enough new young blood you know, as fans to come in and – you know, a, a lot of that. Look, uh, let, let's face it. Uh, you know, we. I got to get into this a little bit, but the the whole steroid thing. You know, everybody. Oh, you know, these guys shouldn't get in because they were doing steroids. You know what? That's all a load of crap. All those guys deserve to be getting into the Hall of Fame for what they did because what they did during that whole you know mess, the Bonds and you know McGuire Boy, guys yeah. hitting all the home runs and. You know what they did? They brought baseball back. It was fun again. Everybody was paying attention. They were loving it. The league was loving it. Heck, they knew these guys were juiced up. They didn't care because it was bringing fans back to the game. And then all of a sudden, now it you know it got out. Oh, it had to be a big thing, and they had to deal with it. What a load of crap! For anybody that says that the guys that you know used it shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame, you're you're full of crap. You just are. Wait, wait. Uh, those guys you- deserve to be in the Hall of Fame just like everybody else because while they were playing the game, doing what they were doing, the league knew exactly what they were doing and didn't do anything about it. Well, so you're not supporting the, the steroids, are you? <laughs> you're not supporting uh, people not taking su- steroids. Look, it, you, you act like it was a few people doing it. It was, it was everybody a ton. in the freaking league. I know. I know. So what? How are you going to take these guys out of the Hall of Fame when everybody at the time was doing it and the league was condoning it? Well, because you know their stats are skewed compared to people that weren't oh, in the steroid era. To people everybody that weren't did in their the own something. Era. Yeah, Babe Ruth did cocaine, and everybody did something. Yeah, Daryl Strawberry and uh, 
those guys did a lot of stuff with the Mets back in the day in the 80s. Everybody did. Back in the day, it was commonplace. It always has been. Even back, back in the day, those old timers did all kinds of drugs. Yeah, and I'm, I'm telling you, there's definitely still players that are taking roids in the minors, in the majors, just not as much. Or just not, not, not the, to the same extent. I don't know. Because uh, the numbers have gone down. It's clear to see. You know? It's not the same. Yeah, no, because they felt like at some point they had to crack down on it, but I think that was the biggest mistake they could have made. Maybe. Look, you, you know, let the players play how they want to play. They're putting on an entertaining game. People are liking it. There was, you know, there was love for baseball when all this was happening. When these guys were hitting 70 home runs a year, it was nuts. Everybody was crowded around TVs, watching baseball games, waiting for him to hit his next one. You know, all of that kind of stuff. Now it's gotten back to being a slower game. And all of this stuff going on, and there's a lot of people who don't enjoy it anymore. I understand. I know. I, I don't know. Call me I mean, old-fashioned, but I like the old way. you can tell me that Roger Clemens doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. I'm sorry. That's he does. Wrong. He does. But then there's Pete guys. Rose deserves to be in the Hall of Fame be- first before any of those guys. Yeah. Well, then there's that's guys all- like Palmero who, yes. don't, who probably don't because they're borderline. Um, all right. Fantasy Football Frenzy. We'll be back. We'll do the rest of the, the draft. Goon Squad draft. 844-843-6879. Fantasy Sports Network is hitting you from all angles with the best fantasy sports and betting analysis. You can catch the latest programming on so many platforms, there's no way you'll miss out on any of the award-winning programming we pump out every single day. You can listen through the FNTSY radio app, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Download our podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Audioboom, and you can watch select programming on the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your only source for fantasy sports and wagering anytime and anywhere. It's popping off. Dr. Mario World mobile game. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I would love to play that on my phone. Making it a mobile game. I would, too. This is awesome. I used to play this on the original NES. Being able to play on mobile, I think, would kind of open the world for a lot of people who've never played this game to be able to play it because everyone has a phone. Just as long as it can run on iPhones or, like, people who are broken have Androids, then... Was that a dig a teat upstairs? It sure was. There's only one person that turns our group chat screen. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Watch live on the FNTSY YouTube stream. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. The morning after. Me and Cam Stewart were in Vegas with a bunch of dudes that they were like, let's go out to dinner at some steakhouse in Paris, Paris. They're like, how much is that? They're like, it's only going to be like 100 bucks each or something like that. Me and Cam put up like the biggest steak. I'm not spending $100 on there. Right, right. And the buddy, he goes, guys, I just saw you guys drop over $1,000 on dog racing. It's different though. I was like, yeah, well, that's it. I was like, yeah, what's your, your point is what? Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and our popular podcast providers. That's a cool bass right there. That is a nice, uh, I like that riff. Who is that, do you know? Tool? I don't know. Rage. Yeah. I hear it. I feel it. Yeah, Jim likes it. No doubt. 
Fantasy Football like Frenzy. 844-843-6879. Give us a call. Say what's up. You know? Stay on the, the background. Make a lot of noise. We love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Welcome back. So, I just want to end this. Uh, I don't want to talk too much baseball, but I want to end the baseball thing with, I don't know, maybe I'm, but I'm 31. I'm not like that old, but I am old fashioned. I like today's game. I like pitchers duels. I don't know, maybe because I'm a baseball you fanatic. You like low scoring football games too. I do. You just like nothing. I like defense. <laughs> That's it. I like defense. You know, I like defensive play because it's more but exciting you're, to you're, me. You're, you're in the minority now. People want to see up. Scoring, the they millennials. Want to see points on the board. You know, they, man, to me, that's like one of the worst things about soccer is you know one nothing. I love that. I absolutely. Oh man, love to me, that. that's boring as hell. <laughs> no, it's like but, they run around for all that time and you get one goal. But here's Come the thing: now. it's about the anticipation. You know what I'm saying? It's zero zero. These guys are fighting just to get an opportunity. And then, you know, that one glimpse opens up and you see a beautiful shot. Oh, it's the biggest thing in the world when you score one goal. It makes it so exciting when it happens. And the anticipation is great. You're just waiting for it. Whereas, you know, Also, sort of like your love life. <laughs> exactly, yes. You know, the anticipation builds up. Sorry, it feels I couldn't good. resist. It was it just feels good. there. Big, big high fastball. I oh, love you had to take big that high one. fastball. You had to crush that one, yeah. Uh, you know, that, I love that. It makes me feel like, I don't know, an adrenaline rush with that anticipation. Where basketball like, is probably like my, my least favorite sport in all the sports I like because it's just going back, forth, scoring, 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 scoring. The only time that the game actually really matters, for the most part, for most games, is at the end. Because every game almost ends up being close unless somebody's really getting blown out by 20 at the end of the game. Yeah, it's over then. Now it's just boring at that point. But at the end of the game is when it gets exciting, the basketball game. Because... Now it's, they're within two points. There's a minute left. What's going to happen? Will they tie the game up? Who's going to foul? There's a lot of strategy involved. I love that stuff. You know, I love when, it, when it's close and it's low scoring. Uh, I think it just brings like a, uh, this crazy anticipation. So, I don't know. I think baseball's fun. I just think that these millennials, they want instant gratification. I got to agree with Gabe on that one. They want instant, like just constant and instant gratification. You can't yeah, always sure. get that. If they're not getting updates on their phone every two seconds. What what good is it? Can't be any fun then. Yeah, well, there's so much. Uh, that's the thing. There's so many other things you could do besides just watch the games. And baseball, you don't have to watch all the games. You could watch highlights. You can watch MLB Network. You could watch things like that. that yeah, break but what do they show on the highlights, Chris? All the best do plays. Do they show the one nothing games or do they show the 13-11 games? They show both. <laughs> they show yeah, they they show a lot less of the one nothing game. Yeah, they'll than show they homers. The thirteen eleven game. Right, they'll show every homer of the night. Right, they'll show all the big hits, the big RBIs, but they'll also show the great plays, diving plays. Those are exciting. I, I don't you know. Can still have diving good plays in thirteen eleven games. Yeah, no, absolutely. But I'm saying they show defensive things. They show great strikeouts, big strikeouts. They show a lot. Listen, baseball is a great game. You guys got to get into baseball. You got to get into it. It's unbelievable. I used to you be have into to it. Love it. Then they had a then they had a walkout and kind of tore it apart. And then then all the st- steroids brought it back in, and everybody loved it again. Then they took steroids away, and it wasn't fun anymore. <laughs> Jim wants instant gratification. He he's old school, loves old classic rock, but he's like a millennial in the sense that he needs instant gratification. It makes very Just little sense. Just not on my phone. <laughs> so back to this draft, right? 
So uh, I, before we get back to this draft, I just I, I got this ironic statement. I got to ask you, and you tell me what you think. Okay. Wouldn't it be ironic if Popeye's chicken was cooked in olive oil? That's random. Um, cooked in olive oil? No. It should. No? I mean, what is? Do it? you remember what Popeye's girlfriend's name was? Yeah, uh, olive oil. Ding, 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 ding. That, that, that's what you have to tell me. That's so <laughs> random. You could tell Jim did not get sleep last night. That came out of left field. He never does that. Jim did not get sleep last night. No either. doubt. Hey, if there's anybody that's call, uh, on, the, on the lines, 844 uh, we'll talk. I'm down to talk. Let's do it, baby. All, all dry. All right, no doubt. So we got Melvin Gordon at seven. We said David Johnson at eight to Steve L. Bobby. Bob from Vermont takes Michael Thomas. Not a bad pick at nine. Cool with it. At 10, Jurassic Forest, our boy from the Goon Squad, snipes the executive by taking his boy, Devontae Adams, at 10, leaving the executive lost and confused. <laughs> and what does he Probably do? was, too. <laughs> <laughs> he was definitely blazed out of his face, and he was just like, oh, no, I knew that was going to happen. Then he takes James Conner. Conner at 11. I didn't expect that. I thought he was going to go the D-hop route. But I see what he did. You see what he did? Yep. You see exactly what he did? Absolutely. He went James Conner because he knew I wasn't probably going to take D-Hop. So what did I do at 12? Back to the back, I take Travis Kelsey because of the tight end uh, situation with the extra point for every two first downs and the half point per reception. And then I took Julio Jones over DeAndre Hopkins, which is what I'm naturally going to do every single time because that's my guy. So what does the exec get on the turn? D-Hop. He used... My love of Julio Jones to his advantage, and he gets D-Hop and James Conner. Not a, not a bad start. I'm good with it. He's got his bell cow, I guess, and he's got DeAndre Hopkins. Now, me, I got a lot of work to do because I basically only have a receiver and a tight end. At 2-2, at 2-3, I'm sorry, Joe Mixon goes to Jurassic Forest. Bob from Vermont takes Deshaun Watson at 2-4. At 2-5, Nick Chubb to Steve L. Beer farts at 2-6 takes St- Stephon Diggs. Can you digs it? I'm not, I'm not digging it, to be honest with you. Peter Roll at 2-7 takes Tyreek Hill. I'm digging that. 2-8, uh, back to Taz. What does Taz do? You don't think of Taz. Taz going after- laughs at everybody in front of him who already <laughs> picked and well, sits there and goes, <laughs> Let me get this guy. Really? <laughs> I didn't expect this from you, Jim. Um, hey, Antonio so- Brown at uh, uh, at that late in the second round, are you kidding me? <laughs> that that's a joke, especially if, like me, you expect him to be back with Pittsburgh next year. Man, you know, I I, I got two early first round picks in the first two rounds. I love it. Yeah, no, I, I listen. I like the Antonio Brown thing in the second, but after with this recent domestic violence thing, which we, is up in the air. It, it, I don't know. Right if now, could... it doesn't seem to be up in the air at all. I mean, they they had a claim that he pushed a woman, and that was it. The cops came in and said, there's nothing here. There's supposedly no video, which seems to be the killer now. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have the video, all of a sudden you it's can't over. play football anymore. Yep. Uh, there doesn't seem to be any video. Uh, I don't see this coming to anything at this point. Yeah, I'm just surprised because usually I, I think you'd go after the safest, safest bets. But Antonio has a lot lingering around him right now. It seems like uh, he's got issues, and I, I just... I don't know. I, I like where you got him particularly. I, I wouldn't go too much higher and draft him, though. Like, I would have went with a lot of these other guys. 
Probably not Stefan Diggs, though. Um, then after Taz takes the controversial Antonio Brown, Mission Impossible at 2-9 takes Adam Thielen. I'm feeling myself. Beast. Love it. Love the pick. Uh, Parker W. at 210 takes Mike Evans. At 211, Fantasy Demon King takes Zach Ertz, the second tight end off the board, which is I figured where he would about go. And then the last pick of the second round to Logan F. Juju Smith Schuster. There you go. First two rounds are complete. Uh, I don't know if there's been any more picks, to be honest with you. Just, just one more. The first pick of the third round, Logan took Andrew Luck. Logan took Luck. So he has Luck, Juju, and Saquon Barkley. Pretty damn good start. Shout out to Logan F. For that, for that start in the draft. Taking Luck, uh, good pick. Super flex league, so that's important. Juju, one of the best wide receivers on the board. Um, had to go there. And Barkley, he's all set. Uh, for the most part, draft was pretty standard, considering it's a super flex and, and the tight end boost. But I just think the David Johnson thing stands out to me. And Deshaun Watson kind of stands out to me a little bit as being two guys that kind of went a little earlier than I thought, and, and Diggs also. What do you think? Yeah, Diggs is definitely one. I, you know, I, I would have waited a little bit longer right. on. Um, you know, again, with Brown on the board, with Thielen on the board, with Evans on the board, you know, even Juju Smith, uh, Schuster on the board. I, I just can't see taking Diggs over those guys. Um, and it's no knock on Diggs. I like Diggs as a, a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just more a knock on Cousins? you know this <laughs> offense as a whole and Cousins at quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, it's just like, all right, they're on the same team. I'm always going to go Thielen over Diggs. I feel like that's just the safer bet. The guy's a beast. Uh, he does it all. Um, you know, Diggs could be great, but he has his down games, and that's why I would I would have went Thielen over him. But for the most part, it was pretty good. Start to this draft. This draft is does have some money on the line. Uh, first, second, and third get paid out. That's the option we ended up going with, uh, and it's a little bit different. It's a super flex with the tight end boost. So, uh, shout out to everybody who's in it, and let's get it moving a little faster too. We're in the third round now. Let's keep it going, baby. Well, we just started last night at six o'clock, that is so true. we're not doing too bad. We're not doing too um, bad. And you know, the the one thing I will say is, the faster we get this draft into a groove the faster I'll set up the next one. There we go. I'm down to do drafts all the time. Baseball drafts coming up soon, too. Mocking it up. All right. We didn't talk about any uh, NFL free agent wide receivers. I want to get into that real quick. But only we're going to go over the, the really impactful ones right here. So, Dante Moncrief. Once again, free so you agent. You said you were going to start with the, the, the truly impactful ones. I like Moncrief, man. I can't help <laughs> I it. like Moncrief, too, but there's a lot of guys more impactful than he is. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I just started with Moncrief because he's the first <laughs> name I saw. So, Moncrief, where could he go? I mean, the Colts, I, I honestly, I think should just re-sign him. They need him. I mean, the, the Colts should get him back. That's what I think. Well, you know, yeah, look, it. There were other things, other factors in the fact that they didn't want to keep him around. Um, you know, that pretty much probably says he won't be back. There's other guys. You know, there's plenty of guys that out there that should be good pickups for the Colts. Um, you know, look, Ty- Tyrell Williams, I think, would be an excellent pickup. You like for Tyrell? I-, I think he'd be a- an excellent number two opposite mm-hmm. T.Y. as a guy that could stretch the field for, for luck. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think. You know, take a, a little bit of pressure off. Look, I, I'm not a huge Tyrell guy, mm-hmm. but I think he would give them a nice, another nice piece of the puzzle. 
Yeah. Well, one thing's for sure. I mean, if Ty, I, I see Tyrell as more of like a third wide receiver because I feel like he can only, he's one dimensional. He can only do really one thing, and that's catch bombs. Really? I don't see him doing much else. He doesn't get a ton of receptions per game or anything like that. Um, but it does open the door for big Mike Williams in uh, Los Angeles. To become, at least it should. <laughs> oh, I mean, at this point, Tyrell Williams was the only guy in the way for Mike Williams. He was the only guy in the way. Now Mike gets the opportunity to be the number two alongside a great wide receiver in Keenan Allen. He's got a very good quarterback uh, behind him, Phillip Rivers, a good running game, good offense overall. This guy should be, to me, the breakout wide receiver of 2019. I, I don't see any, any way around it. You agree? You love Big Mike. Come on. I, I do love Big Mike. I'm, it's not so much I worry about Big Mike. I'm worrying about more about uh, Rivers' love of Keenan Allen. and Oh, and then you know, Henry comes back. Hunter Henry. So he's going to have his tight and end. Hunter Henry is back, yeah. too. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not off Mike Williams. I just think he's going to go a little too high this year based on what he did last year. Still people out there that really love him. Look, I love him as a player. But for whatever reason, they just didn't get him enough involved, and, and that worries me a little bit. Yeah, and I think Tyrell was a big reason for that. So if he's out of the way, but now you have Hunter Henry back. This team has a lot of weapons, so you don't know exactly how it'll shake out. Um, some other free agents. You got John Brown, Randall Cobb. Nothing to see here? Uh, no, I don't, I don't think much. I mean, Brown, Williams, sort of that same type of big play guy and you know, that kind of thing. For me, the one that really stands out for me is Golden Tate. Um, you know, I know he didn't do much in Philly, but that was Philly. Uh, they just didn't use him right. I, I don't man, I don't even know still, why they got him, to be honest with you. They had obviously, they had, they had something against Aguilar in, in the slot, which kind of amazing after the year he had exactly. in 2017. But, you know, obviously, to, to go out and get another slot receiver – I, I'm with you. I, if it was me, I would went out and tried to get a, 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 somebody good on the outside. But uh, who knows? A bad signing all the way around. I think he lands with you know a good team somewhere else. I think he'll be amazing. Um, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he ends up in New Orleans. That is that is a good spot for him because you know what? The Saints' biggest hole offensively is probably their secondary wide receivers. Uh, they didn't have that Willie Sneed that they had. You know, years prior, and they used their slots slots a lot. Sneed had great years for the Saints. So, uh, Marcus Colston was a star in the slot for them. Yeah, and Marcus Colston was—I feel like he played both outside and inside. He was a big dude. He, he did, yeah. but he was predominantly a slot receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people don't realize this, but Golden Tate, four straight seasons from 2014 to 2017, the dude had 90 plus catches and had over a thousand yards in three out of four of those seasons. One of the most consistent uh, receivers in that four-year span. So I think this down year, if you want to call it, it is a down year because, I mean, it's just clear. But I think he could easily bounce back. I don't know if he's going to be the same guy that gets 90 catches in 1,000 yards. Oh, see, I totally disagree. Look what he did the first four games with Detroit. His numbers were right up they there were. the first four games. And then they traded his ass, and then nothing happened after that. Right. It has nothing, has nothing to do with his ability, playmaking, none of no, that. No. Philly didn't use him correctly. Plain and simple. And he that's goes what I worry about. That really wants to use him out of the slot, and he's going to be golden. Yeah, if somebody makes it to a point to use Golden Tate like the way the Lions did, I'm just afraid that the Lions are the only team that really absorbed the best out of Golden Tate. I hope... 
it wasn't just the Lions and he could go somewhere else and be the same kind of guy. I hope he doesn't taper off. He's also thir- going to be 31 when the season starts, so he's getting up there in age. I just don't want him to fall off too hard from those 90 catch a thousand yard seasons. Um, yeah, Golden Tate stands out to me. Uh, who's another one? Uh, Corderell Patterson is a free agent. Uh, there's, there's a few names like that that you yeah. know Dorsett too. Um, you know, look, Tyrell Williams may end up in Patriots just because they're looking for another big play guy. Same thing with John Brown. He'd be another decent play in that, you know, for them. Uh, Devin Funches is also going to be available. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a free agent. Jamison Crowder is another one I actually really like. He's just got to stay healthy. But to me, the, the one of the biggest ones that nobody's really talking about is Adam Humphreys. Uh, you know, yeah. had a solid year with Tampa Bay. 26 they years may old. Try to, yeah, they may try to bring him back. But, you know, he's only going to continue to get better with more playing time. Uh, I'm really – Wanting to see where he ends up, yeah. whether it be back in Tampa Bay or if they let him go or not. Right, right. No, I agree. Humphreys shouldn't stay for fantasy owners' purposes. Hope he doesn't stay in Tampa because there's a lot of weapons there. You want him to go into a slot somewhere and be the guy. All right, guys. Fantasy football frenzy. We out. Great day, Friday. Enjoy your weekend. We'll be back next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah.